Well, good evening. I was so thankful you're here tonight. Thanks for coming out. You're in Teaming Up in Marriage, and this is a five-year family class, so thankful you're here. I just want to say welcome. I also want to tell you that, that you are being uh, thought of tonight by John and Sue. And um, as promised, they went to the beach. They'll be camping out there for five weeks in a home, and, uh, but he texted me today and said, just tell the class, we're missing them. So that's how they, that's how they miss people right there is those beautiful sunsets behind them. So um, really sweet. Um, but tonight we're kicking off what we call Communicating Better. And this came from some research here at the church. So we reached out to a lot of folks, actually 40 couples replied back on a survey to us. We just asked them, how do you want to grow in your marriage in 2023? They listed out some ways. We're just going to kind of walk through those. So tonight, it's communicating better, and you can see the topics will come up in the following weeks. So real excited to be in this with you. Uh, my wife is here, Susan. We've been married for 25 years, and so we're on the journey with you on communicating better. And so uh, it'll be fun tonight to see where the Lord takes us. So you're here, I'm here. Let's invite the Lord in, and we'll, we'll jump right in. Well, Father, we praise your name, and we thank you so much that we get to open your word tonight and look into what, what you say, and we get to know, Lord, that, that you're the one who initiated marriage. It was your idea. So God, you, you've called us to this. You've put us together. So God, please tonight, Lord, join us. And uh, would you take over the teaching and would you uh, illuminate your truth as we open your word and uh, just show us, God, how to communicate better in a way that would glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So just, we'll start with some easy questions, okay? Just easy. You can just, uh, just speak up where you are. Um, any of these pictures you want, um, who's in these pictures? And who are they communicating with? Who, who would you assume they're communicating with? Pick any one of those pictures. Person the person, okay, the person beside them, especially in the OR, right? All right, so in the OR, you've probably got a surgeon, another surgeon maybe, some nurses, some scrub techs right there. And why is that important for them to be able to communicate what they're doing? Say it one more time. Same page. And if you're the person on that table, you want them on the same page, right? If your belly's been cut open, I want them communicating really well. That's right. Good. Another picture. What, who else do you see up there? A pilot. All right. Gotcha. Pilot. Now, pilot's got the little gear, right? Um, who's, in this picture, looks like it's two fellas. Who's he communicating with, you think? Yeah, the tower or the co-pilot, they're talking, yep. Looks like he's going into a big city, so he's talking to somebody, maybe there's a tower beyond that city. Um, now, if you're on that plane, why would that be important to you that that pilot's talking to the tower? Why would that be important to you? Absolutely, that's right. Clear some way for me. No other plane there. I want to land this thing, because i got people behind in the seats that want to land too. Gotcha. Um, what else do you see? It's actually a Navy SEAL team, or at least the internet said it was. Um, they've got some walkies they're talking to. Who are they communicating with? The producer of the show, right? The one that got that great picture. That's right. <laughs> the reality series. <laughs> Each other, the commander, what's going on. Um, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're having to talk and strategize and figure out what's my next move around this corner. Um, absolutely. Okay, the next one, how about this picture? Um, who are they communicating with, and why is that important? But there's a brother and sister talking about who's getting the will of their family. They're pretty close, brother and sister, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yep. They look. Yes, right. Yep. 
They are. They're talking to each other. And um, so communication is vitally important. And we got a, a, it looks like a very happily married or couple together holding hand. Yeah, they look like they're, things are going well for them and uh, they're communicating. It's important because God put them together to communicate. So marriage is God's idea. If you have your Bibles, especially if you have a brand new Bible, turn to Genesis chapter 2. And um, Genesis chapter 2, if you would, we're going to be right there. We're going to start, we're talking about marriage. Let's just start right where God began with marriage, Genesis 2. Um, if you didn't bring your Bibles, I've got it up on the screen. I just happen to have it on the screen here for us. And so we're going to read this. Um, Alan, do you mind from the back, do you mind reading this, please, off the screen? Yes, sir, please. Amen. So God saw a need. Uh, for marriage right off the bat. Well, it keeps going. Um, Jenny, do you mind reading this off the screen, please? That's exactly right. Good. Thanks so much. Um, back here on the back table, 22, um, please, do you mind? Yeah, thank you. Excellent. Uh, and, and the last verse to look at right here. Yes, sir, please. Thank you. So if someone says, hey, where did the idea of marriage come from? Take them to Genesis chapter 2. So it's one man, one woman, leaving their families to start a new family, to start their marriage. So if you look at that blank on the, on the top of the page, just put this, God created marriage. God created marriage. It's the top blank up there. It was God's idea. And so since He created marriage, surely He wants our marriages to thrive and to reflect His glory. Um, so how do we do that? Well, there's a lot of verses in the Bible to look at, but we're going to narrow to Ephesians 5. You could turn there if you'd like, or I've got it on the screen also. Because Ephesians 5 says more about marriage. Um, you know, it talks about wives being subject to the husbands. Husbands are to love their wives or to, to be the head of the home. They're to serve their wives. But I want to narrow to, to one verse. It's just kind of like this, man, just in a sense, God's just narrowed His teaching to this one just incredible verse. I'm going to go to my pilot friend back here. He's about to be a captain on MD-11. Proud of you. Please. Verse 33. This is a big deal. There's a lot packed in this verse. And so if you're married... This is a great direction. Whether you're the husband or the wife, this is a great, great direction for us. Now, there's two key words. I would never want to give you any hints on what those are, but there's two key words in this verse. Anybody know what those two key words are? Love and respect. That's exactly right. Um, these are very key. Um, now, in this verse, who's to show the love to whom? Man shows love to the woman. That's right, to the wife. And then who's to show respect to whom? Wife shows respect to the husband. Exactly right. This is clear direction. So you could put this, uh, it's also one of your blanks, I believe. God desires for the man to love his wife and for the wife to respect her husband. And these are just needs that God's placed in a man to be respected, to feel respected, to know he's respected by his wife. There's needs in the wife to know that she's loved and feels loved uh, by her husband. Those are two distinct different senses and feelings that God's placed in each of us. So how would you answer this? This question in blue, how would you answer that?
Absolutely. Yeah, our tone's so important. The right tone, the right inflection of what you're saying. Yes, good. What else? Okay, love with action. Yeah, there you go. So my, he may communicate he loves you with words, but you want to see some action too, right? Yeah, love that. That's good. Body language. You know, a lot of communication is nonverbal. I mean, it's just it's your look, your you know how you how you see somebody, how you react to things. What's that? Eye contact. That's exactly how we communicate. We can show love and respect through eye contact. That's exactly right. Willing to listen. That's exactly right. Just how we listen, give them time. You know, let them speak. Let them share what they're feeling. That's excellent. That's right. Well, with that as a backdrop, um, what I want to do now is is let you watch a video, and this is called Closer Connection. And because the goal of communication is connection, you know, it's not just to spew words out, but it's to, it's to have that deeper connection with your spouse. Now, I want to take you to a resource that we offer here at Bellevue. Uh, it's right now media. It would normally cost you money, but at Bellevue's a member, it's free to you. And when you go to Right Now Media, you can go to the browse bar, and right here, you can type in marriage, and there are probably a hundred videos, video series, all biblical, all good stuff about marriage, and any different topic of marriage. Communication happens to be one, there's some on intimacy, there's some on finances, some on resolving conflict, but I happen to pick this one tonight. So we're going to watch this. This is um, by Johnny Laurent. And uh, we're going to watch one of his sessions, but this is a six-session series. So if you like what you're about to see, you might go, huh, let's watch this. Uh, let's watch all the other five sessions on our own at home. Um, and here we go. So this is session, session one. And as he goes, uh, there are some blanks to fill in. If you don't get all the blanks, I've got the answers coming. Don't worry. This stuff works. 
not only here, but this could have helped me last night in a discussion with my wife. So I began a approach to using that material at home, and it worked really well until we were doing a study in our small group, and communication came up, and she asked me, why don't you teach this to everyone? Sure, I said, without thinking about what I was about to do. We went through the material, and I unveiled everything I'd been doing the previous 10 years. And yep, she caught it. She looked at me, and she said, this is what you've been doing to me for the last 10 years. Yeah. But that was actually the moment when our communication really bothered because now we both had the tools to use to make every conversation more effective. If you think about those conversations in your marriage, what causes stress? I think what adds stress to our marriage is we have two different spending styles. Money is always a stressor. For me, I would say that it has to do with false guilt because we hold ourselves to some expectations when it comes to the kids and when it comes to our extended family. Everything with work, so the timelines, um, things getting approved or not approved, moving forward or not, and then obviously all the people who are always around us. Sometimes it seems like we have time for people more than us. So when you're constantly engaging, there's more chances to rub each other the wrong way, if you will. So I think at times that can be stressful. Studies show us that it's not those events that cause us the problem within our marriage. It's how we communicate about those events with each other. We can see that if we don't fix the communication stuff, time after time after time, that's what starts to rip the marriage apart. It's not, I don't love you anymore, because I don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. Why do you think communication and marriage can be so difficult? Mm. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> In a perfect world, we could literally sit there and be like, we, we need focus to talk attention. and focus 100% to convey a message. And a lot of times it's in passing. Distractions. Yeah. And I think that that makes it hard. Sometimes you feel like you don't have to communicate. Like you can go like periods of time, like not even really talking about each other, but just about like what's happening. Like, and I think since we're together so much, or anybody when they're together so much, I think they automatically assume the other person knows yeah. and knows them. I know for us, because we're, we're, we're different in how we see things. So it, it just, it's just challenging. You think you're the opposite sex. There's things that we just don't see the same. But I love the fact that we're learning the effective communication, so it helps us with our differences. Did you ever think why we didn't have those communication problems when we were dating? Communication was great then. Then all of a sudden we get married and we have problems. It's your attention. It's your focus. When we're dating, we focus in on our future spouse. When we get married, we turn the focus to ourselves. Are there times that you get really frustrated that you can't get the words out in a discussion with your spouse? I know for me, there are times where I'll just get on my knees and go, what do I say? How do I say this? How, does, how do I get her to understand me? God says something about that in a conversation he had with Moses. And it's recorded in Exodus. But Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you've spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and of tongue. 
Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute, or deaf, or seeing, or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? That gives me hope. Right? Because that tells me that I'm not alone in this. I don't have to come up with it. If I rely on God, He knows who I am. He knows how to speak. Remember, God is in your marriage to help. He's there every day in every conversation. So over the next six sessions, we're going to look at not only the difficulties of communication, but we're going to look at the tools and figure out how do we understand each other enough so that I can communicate better. Let's start. Who do you communicate with daily? Well, I communicate with the Lord daily. Um, I but communicate with you daily. Uh, I don't like anybody else. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, there are you, kids, people with work, tons of people with work. Minimum 50 people. Probably about 50 people a day. Yeah. You. The kids. God. Clients, partners yeah. with my job. Um, complete strangers. How would you look at social media? The blog isn't that for you? Yes. Because you're doing stuff with Instagram and the you're blog, making comments. The... So I think that. So there's a lot of people I communicate with. A lot with. more than what you're initially saying. So if we have that many different types of communication, what would you consider effective communication? You do what I want when I say. Of course. Effective communication is where we're actually listening to one one another and actually understanding it and we can at least mutually agree on what it is that we actually trying to say and accomplish in that conversation. We'll hear each other, but I think if it's effective communication, it elicits something, a response out of you. In these sessions, we're going to use the definition that effective communication is when the receiver responds as intended. When we speak, when we have some kind of conversation, it is to get a point across or to get something done. Thus, the receiver responding as intended. Before we kind of dig into all the details, I need to make sure you understand there's one real big ground rule that we need to use. And I need you to be focused on yourself. Even though this is a marriage conversation, I need you to take and draw an imaginary circle around yourself everything you learn, every aha moment that you have, apply it to the person inside the circle. Because we're all different, we need to deal with who we can deal with. That's only ourselves. What are some of the barriers to communication? What are the things that get in our way to effective communication? Accents, background, culture, our environment. The things that we grew up with make a difference in how we communicate. Some of you grew up in families where you never communicated. Some of you grew up in families where you talked all the time, right? So all of these things impact how we communicate. Nowadays, there's a new one that creates probably the most destructive barrier to communication. This. The cell phone, which by itself is supposed to be a communication tool, right? So you think this is really a great thing, but it has become a device that has basically removed a lot of our ability to communicate effectively. So let's talk about 
some realities in communication. The first one is you cannot not communicate. Every interaction, whether it's verbal or nonverbal, communication happens. Meanings are in people, not in words. Okay, wait a minute. But we have definitions of words, so what are you talking about? Here's an example. I could say to you a certain sentence, have a conversation about this topic, and then I could have the exact same one with my wife, and they would have two different meanings. Why? Our relationship defines things differently than just the words. But here's the really hard truth about this. Meanings cannot be transferred from one mind to another. Only words can be transferred. So we use a lot of words, but are we really getting the meaning across? So we have to start every conversation from a place where we know it can be taken off. This is the, the statements that he just made, and uh, I want to just spend a minute, I want you to just do me a favor and pick one, uh, pick one statement that you most agree with and tell us why. What one statement do you most agree with on the screen and tell us why you agree with it? Okay. Yep. And why, why do you agree with that? Why do you agree with that? That's exactly, that's exactly what we talked about earlier, right? Tone, inflection, how we say it. That's exactly, agree, exactly right. Thank you. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> that's right. If he, if he got your message, he would do what you asked him to do, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. Just get it done. That's right. Good, good. Anybody else like that one? Anybody else agree with that? Just by show of hands. Anybody? Man, that's a great one. Okay. Hey, who else? Maybe a couple more. Who else would pick one you agree with and tell us why? Uh huh. Yeah. What do you think? You agree with it? Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Gosh, you just think about how much time we spend scrolling or looking and when a ding goes off or it buzzes in our pocket or on our, on our wrist with our watch, we're distracted, right? Yeah, sure are. Shane, you have your hand up? Hmm. You know, I think we'll all be doing that. I think throughout our lives, we'll work, we'll, we'll work on, and that's why there's so many books on it, great videos, just getting better at it. 
Because stages of life change. Kids and no kids and aging parents and just a lot to work through. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, unspoken expectations are hard to, for your husbands to meet, right? Yes, right. Good. That's a great word. I like that. Um, well, um, with that being said, I just want to see if we have some fun here and just have a little, take a little assessment. And I want to tell you um, that no one's going to see this. It's a personal assessment. You'll take some true or false questions. They're, they're softballs, I promise, easies. Um, I'm not going to ask for it. I'm not going to ask you what your grade was. No one's going to ask that. I just ask you to be honest as we walk through these together. And so it's true or false, and you can just mark it on your page. I've got 10 of these to ask you. And so we'll just jump right in, and you'll have to fill some of these in as we go. Didn't want you looking ahead and cheating on me. Here's the very first one. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, it says this, true or false, I tend to avoid face-to-face communication with my spouse. Now, don't answer out loud, true or false, just what do you tend to do on that? Now, here's what we can talk about it. We'll kind of kind of talk as we go. Let's just answer a couple questions. Why so? Um, if this is true generally of pub- people in the public, um, why would you think that could be the case? Why would that happen in a marriage where a, a husband may tend to avoid face-to-face or, or, the, or the wife might? What would be some reasons why? Okay, yeah, Katie. Maybe they know it's going to be confrontational. I'm just going to avoid it. I don't even want to look at them. I know if I lock in, they're going to ask me. Great one. Yep. Who else? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you may just say, I'm just going to avoid it. Yeah, altogether. Yep. We wouldn't understand each other anyway, that thing. So, um, anybody else? A couple of ideas? Why, why so? Okay, they might say, you know, nothing good. I've tried it in the past. There's nothing good that comes from it. Um, just not going to work. Yep. Maybe a past hurt. Um, maybe too busy. Maybe too busy to even slow down and just look. You know, your spouse might say, would you just please stop for a minute and just look at me? Um, we make it so busy that we don't do that. Um, it, would anybody say that life today is just too busy for good old-fashioned face-to-face? It has gotten so busy, right? No doubt. Um, we, we send text messages or emojis or instant messaging versus saying, you know, let's just, just talk. Anybody got teenagers or children, instead of calling them to come to dinner, you just, you just text them and say dinner's ready when they're upstairs. Um, that would never happen in your home, right? It does in ours. Um, but is, is that God's design for marriage, though? Is it God's design for marriage that we would avoid a face-to-face communication? That's not His design, right? He wants us to be able to look eye-to-eye to each other. Um, so, so what? So, so why is it such a big deal? Well, it's because God's wired our brain to respond to facial expressions and to voice inflection. We're wired that way. Um, I mean, 
I'm telling you, a wife can really make a man feel like he's as big as Shaquille O'Neal just by how she looks at him um, or even the words she says. Um, so we look at our spouse's faces, we can express empathy, uh, understanding. We can express um, that, we're, that we're with you, that we get it, we, we hear what you're doing, compassion, all those things. And I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit, if you'll look at each other, if you'll lock in eye to eye, that gives the Holy Spirit a chance to work. Um, because you get to see your wife's face, um, you know, her, her, what's going on in her facial expression, or you can see your husband's, and the Holy Spirit can go, you know, you really hurt her, or she's really hurting, or she needs a touch, or she's serious about what she just said to you. Um, but when we avoid face-to-face, it may not give the Holy Spirit that chance to really help you lock in on, on who you're married to. Okay, so we'll move on. You ready? That was the first one. Hope you did well on that one. Here's the second. Here we go. Uh, true or false, I tend to multitask when communicating with my spouse. I tend to multitask. Okay, true or false, you can put that down. Show yourself honestly. Um, so let's just talk about it. Why so? Why, why, would we, why would we do that? Why would we multitask when we communicate with our spouse? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot to be done. That's right. You may be looking at him, but behind it, behind him, there's things being thrown or things going on. Yep. Great point. Yep. Who else would give us an answer? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You got a lot going on. Just we got to get some things done here. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, you might say, you know, I, I, we can talk, but while we're talking, there's things that have to be done while we're talking, right? Um, I get it completely, no doubt. Um, uh, you know, uh, the other thing about the phones is, I mean, sometimes you might think, yeah, I'm listening to you, but I'm scrolling as I'm listening. And is that, by, is that driving by crazy if your spouse is scrolling the phone? Yes, no doubt about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no doubt. It, it, certainly one thing that this has certainly done is extended the work day. It's brought your work home, and for several hours you're available um, if, if you let that happen. So, so, so what about this? Why is it so important? Well, if we're not giving our spouse our full attention, um, then we're not showing the full love or respect we could show them. If, we're not, if we are not giving our spouse a full attention, if we're multitasking, not giving attention, then certainly that's not the love and respect that they deserve, right? Um, okay, multitasking is on the list. Ready for the next one, third one? Here we go. True or false, our conversations tend to be surfacey, lacking depth. They're just on the surface conversations. We never seem to be able to go deep in our conversations. It's just the surface stuff. 
kids, work, the dog, neighbors, but never deep about us, right? So put true or false if you would. Now, why would, why would that happen in a marriage? Okay, it might take too long. Yeah, he wants to go deep. I don't have the time for that. Take too long. I'm not in the mood for it or have the time for it. That's right. <laughs> Why else? Why else would you say that might happen? Yes, Shane. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you asked. It's the idea that, 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 that you might just hit on the, what, what, what do we have to do to get things done? Just how, how the kid's doing, what's going tomorrow, what's that, what happened today, but, but won't go deep in your marriage. Yeah, but, but not that question of, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, what, what, can, what do we need to do together to, to dissolve this? We just don't go, we, were, we don't go deep. We don't take the time to go deep. Um, does it, show, does it show love to go deep with someone? Does self take the time to go deep with my spouse? Does it show respect? It does, doesn't it? Um, that's true. That's right. Too late. Yes, sir. You know, that's a great question. It may be that you say, you know, if, if we can have one meaningful conversation a week, you know, if, one, if once a week, if we can have a meaningful, go deep, you know, maybe we're sitting on the back porch, maybe we're, you know, on the couch, maybe the kids are put to bed. I mean, I'm telling you, I know y'all exhausted. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's talk. Let's. Yeah, let's talk about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's right. What's deep? Yep. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> I love that question. So, so what it might be is just the fact that, let's say if you, we're going to, we'll give you a tool at the end of tonight to do this, but let's say that you see something in your spouse that you're like, man, she, something's bothering her. She's just not herself tonight. Or she's super excited. Something's going on. She must have gotten some really good news. The idea of, I want to go deep enough to find out what's going on. What, what, what upsets you or why are you so happy? And it might, it might require five questions to get down to it. You might, the first question might be, Man, you just look like something's going, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Well, then you got the next question. Well, your face doesn't say you're fine. Are you sure? Let's sit down for a minute. Let's talk about this. It's just kind of getting down to where she would feel, like just said, she'd feel like she's fully understood. She's fully aware that, that you get her. You get what's going on in her, in her life. It may be, though, she might say, hey, let's just talk. Let's sit down and talk. Is there anything that you want to, it's on your mind, your heart, that you want to talk about, you want to discuss, anything that you're, praying about it, you're seeking the Lord on it, you're crying out to God on it. We can just discuss as a couple. And he or she might say, you know, I'm doing great. God's just blessing me right now, blessing our marriage. There's nothing I think that we just need to unwind or deal with. Or um, So that'd be okay too. Um, a, a good depth finder would be if you see something's different in your spouse. On the happy side, the sad side, the seem bothered side. Let's go. Let's dig deep on that. You know, what's there must be a what's the root of the problem? Let's go deep. Does that help? Kind of. Yeah. Let's dig into that. Something's on. Something's going on. Let's dig into it a little bit and see. Set some goals. That's right. Yeah. It is. I, just plan far out there. I just want to finish my show. Right. That's what she'll say. When we finish this show, then we'll talk. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. It's reality. It sure is. You, you may, that's a great reason to say service. So you might do that. You might be, you might have tried to go deep with your spouse for and, and she or he shut you down. You know, you know, I'm going to try that again. Um, <laughs> you might have, you may be there's some challenges or opinions or afraid to. You might be, I'm afraid to go deep. I'm afraid that. He might not want to go deep or share about his past, what's going on. Those are some reasons why it might happen. But, but so what? So, so why is it so important? Well, I think as, as husbands and wives, we need a safe place to share. Um, you know, at work, we might not want to share things at work with guys. We might think, it, you know, if I tell my boss that, it's going to stunt my career growth here. Or if I, if I say this to my coworker, um, she might share it with other coworkers. I can't trust her. But in our marriage, we, we need to be able to trust our spouse and say, you know what? I just need to be able to share this with you. I need to be able to let you in on what's going on on the inside. And I'll just say to you too, you might be married to someone who doesn't ask a lot of questions. You may have to just bring it out yourself. You might say, I need to share with you something's happening. Um, So if if you're married to someone who doesn't ask a lot of questions, doesn't dig deep on things, just bring them into it because you might, if you wait for that, they might not never, they might just not never go deep with you, but you can certainly help them get there. Um, But you know, it's also important because you have feelings, you have hurts, you have emotions, you have concerns. So there's a reason why it's important to go deep on things. It just builds intimacy. Um, so I want to encourage you to choose courage here, be transparent, be vulnerable. And just say, you know what, let's go deep on something. We just really haven't touched this in a while and it's been bothering me. I've been a little bit, a little bit nervous about bringing it up, but let's talk about this. Let's just bring it up. That's true. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, you would never want to go deep with a member of the opposite sex outside of your wife, just for those very reasons. That's right. That's good. All right, let's go to the next one. Ready? True or false? Our conversations tend to be all about me. True or false? Okay, true or false? That's a big one. That's right. Now, how could that happen? How in a marriage of a man and a woman could could that take place? You could have a yeah. You could have a dominant spouse. Um, maybe a self-absorbed spouse, um, one who just thinks about themselves, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. You're, you're the one who sees the issues. You're the one who's in, who's realized there's things that need to be dealt with here. That's right. Good. So 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 what? Why is this a big? Why is this one such a big deal? Well, it's because if we're you know, if we're just self-focused, it's just not attractive. It's just, if we're not, 
if all we're doing is just caring about ourselves, that's not good. Um, you know, a marriage needs exchanges, exchanges of, of care and compassion, of ideas, of, of, of thoughts and feelings. It requires both. And um, Susan, and I are working, Susan and I are working on something right now, something for our home. It's going to require both of us to, to speak up and, and share ideas so we can find agreement in what we're doing. Um, so how do you do that? Well, we can ask more open-ended questions. We can want to hear their thoughts, want to hear their feelings, want to, hear, want to listen more, those type of things. All right, next one. Ready? Here we go. True or false? I tend to have to be right all the time, okay? I tend to have to be right all the time. Is that true or false of you? Um, now how, how could that quickly, how could that happen in a marriage? How, how can one, one spouse feel this way? Where they're raised, yes. The home they might have been raised in, that's right. Yep. How else could it happen? Personality. Yep. Yep, Alan. Uh, competitive, maybe a competitive personality, or, or I'm smarter than my spouse type thing. Um, facts, you know, facts rule. I'm just going to share the facts. That's all that matters is facts. Um, so, so why is that a big deal? What, what's, what's hurtful about that? Yeah, no one likes to know it all. That's right. Yeah. There's more than one thing to get more one more than one way to get things done, right? My way is not the only way, right? There's other ways to do things. Um, so what's better, being right or being connected to your spouse? Yeah. Being connected, right? We don't always have to win. Um, you know. Okay, sometimes. Well, don't fall in the trap that it's, it's my way or the highway, all right? Because it just, I mean, that can be tough for marriage. Here's one more. How about this one? True or false, I tend to be quick to anger. I tend to be quick to anger. It's a tough one for communication. Um, you know, you might say, well, why so? How, how could that, you know, why, how's that possible? Well, maybe it's always been, you might say, well, I've always been that way. I was raised that way. I've always had an anger problem. Um, you know, I stay wound tight. Uh, I stay frustrated with things. I frustrated with him. I uh, frustrated with her. Um, well, so, so what about that? Why could that be hard for for marriage, for communication, in marriage? If that was you, yeah. So your job might drive you that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You don't want to bring that home, right? I mean, show some grace, right? Show some grace. Um, if I did this over, if I was angry at Susan all the time, over time she just disengaged me. She would just, I'm not even be near him. He's angry. Um, may work initially, but it's not going to work over time. Um, certainly breaks down communication, breaks down intimacy for certain. How about this one? Um, I tend to avoid difficult conversations. I tend to avoid difficult conversations. True or false? So how, how could this happen in a marriage? How can, where you, you stood before a pastor and you said, I do, um, how could it happen where you'd avoid any difficult conversation with your, with your husband or wife? You mentioned personality, Alan. Maybe it's a personality thing. I just don't like confrontation. I just don't want to deal with it. So I'm going to avoid it, right? I'm afraid of the outcome. Um, you know, maybe not what I want. I know, I know what he's going to say, so I might as well avoid it. I know what she's going to re- how she's going to react. I might as well avoid it. 
Um, so we just avoid these conversations. But, but so what? Why, why, is, why is that damaging in communication if that's what we do? Yeah, important to have these, right? Important to, exactly right. But it could create bitterness over time. Yeah, you're scared. Yes, right. Can, can you think of any scenario where avoiding a problem is a good thing? I can't think of it. Whether it's car maintenance or there's an issue or your something inside hurts. You know, I can't think of any scenario where you say, I'm just going to I'm just gonna put it off. I'll avoid it. I'm not going to deal with that. You know, there's a rattle under the hood, but I'm not going to deal with it. It's going to go away maybe. Same with marriage, you know. Marriage is much more important than what's going on under the hood. Um, man, I, you know, well, I don't want to avoid anything. So I want to encourage you, if there's a difficult conversation that you need to have, you need to have this, you know you need to have it, I want encourage you to have it. Just pray about it. And just even start before, with prayer before you talk. Just say, you know, I want to invite the Lord in because I need to talk with you about something. But before we do, let's invite the Lord in on this because I, I need help with this one. All right, a few more. Um, true or false, I tend to hide my true feelings. I tend to hide my true feelings from my husband or my wife. Now, how, how can that happen? How can you be married for five years but still tend to hide your true feelings? How in the world could that happen in a marriage? Okay. Yeah, you're afraid to be vulnerable about something, right? Maybe you, maybe you got hurt in the past or weren't listened to. Um, when you did try this, when you did try to share your true feelings, you got squashed or put down. Um, when you got vulnerable, it didn't work out. Um, so was, why is that a big deal? Why, why is it a big deal to share true feelings with your spouse? Yeah, it builds trust. Right, it builds trust. Yeah, I need to build trust, and it happens this way. Um, yeah, I want, my, I, want, I want to be known, and I want to know my spouse. You know, that's, that's love and respect is when you're, fully known by the one you're married to. Um, so if that's, if that's you tonight, it's not to share your feelings on something. I don't care how long you've been married. Um, you know, share. Well, you know, it's not too late to do that. All right, how about this one? How about this one? Uh, I tend to plan my response <laughs> rather than to listen to what my spouse is saying. Okay, guilty. A bunch of us probably in the room on this one. True or false? Um, are you truly listening to what she's saying or are you more thinking about how you're going to respond as she's even talking? Uh, how, how could that happen? Why, why is that happen? It does happen. Why does that happen? Why would that happen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, just, you're trying to think, how am, I going to, how am I going to respond to what he's saying? How am I going to, what should I say here? We might miss the last part of what he said, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you want to win it, right? So you're thinking about your next left jab, your right hook, you know, what you're going to say. Yep. What were you saying, Susan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're exactly right. Yeah, he's bringing that up again. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, here's, my, here's, here's what I'm doing. That's right. But So why is that a big deal? Why is it a big deal? Well, it's just because it's, it's not listening well. It's not connecting well. It's not understanding. Um, it's not working a resolution. 
Um, so if this is where you are, and I'm certainly there, um, uh, the good thing to do would be to, to look right in their eye. You know, there's this, this, this thing that works where if you just stare at one, if you just stare at your sp- one of your spouse's eyes, just stare at one of them, the right one will say, it looks like you're looking at both of them. So if you're like, I have a problem focusing on my wife when she's talking to me, you just look at one eye. Just stare at her right eye. Because she won't know you're staring just right eye. It looks like she's staring at both. But just stay locked in, lock right in there, listen fully, ask more questions, dig deeper, um, and don't even think about what you're going to say until she's just stopped talking. Give it a couple seconds, then you can respond. Um, All right, next one. Let's see. I tend to insist on getting everything figured out right now. We're going to solve this puzzle right now. Um, How could that, what type of person would this be? Why why could this, who would be this type of person that says, I'm going to fix this, we're going to fix it right now. That's right. A challenger, right? A challenger, that's right. Who else? Yeah, just a fixer. Yeah, we're going to get it done. We're not moving until it's done. You can imagine a dad who just pounds his hands on the table, you know, with all the kids. We're not getting, we're not leaving this table until this happens. That's right. But not everyone's like that, right? Not everyone's like that. Um, So what's the big deal about this? Well, your spouse might not be this way, okay? They may not be one who can just figure it out and fix it right this second. They might need to process things or think through it or be, you know, logical in their thought process. Um, You may need time to, to kind of work this out. So, I would encourage you, um, this might be where you would share both sides and say, you know what, if we can't find agreement, let's just pause, let's pray about it, let's take some time, pray through this, and let's resolve this tomorrow. You know, I know where you're staying, you know where I stand, let's come back tomorrow and resolve this. But let's invite the Lord in, take some time in it. All right, so now it's time for you just to uh, take a see how many were true, how many were false. And here's kind of the grading scale, okay? Um, it's just about how many are true. So if a zero to one were true, you get an A, okay? Um, if zero, if a 10 were true, then um, it's downhill. You know, you can retake the course with me next week. Um, two to three is a B, on down the line is kind of where you see. So I think what we're saying is it's better to have been false on those than to have been true. And um, again, no one's seeing this but you, so you be totally honest. If your spouse is not here tonight, take a sheet with them and challenge them to take it also. So... Um, that's exactly right. Just go with it. So I'm sure all y'all did great. I'm sure it went super. Um, now, to kind of like, let's just be a little bit uh, lighthearted here. I want to take you back to, I'm going to show another video to kind of let, let it kind of let the room breathe a little bit after that tough assessment. So this is what Right Now Media looks like. Let me show you. I'm going to take you to another one. Another one of my favorite marriage speakers is Les and Leslie Parrott. I'm going to type their name in just like you would at home. And here comes up some of their uh, most recent resources, and we're going to take you down to one that they've done called the Love Talk. It's going to be in here towards the bottom, I'm sure, hoping. Right there. You got it. See, I'm just testing you guys. All right, so watch this. 
So let's look at here. Is that really true? Your dad would hold up that football and say, man, this is a football. So it was a more apocryphal. He 
said, absolutely it was true. He said, as a kid, I remember being in the locker room. Dad would hold up the football and do that. And he said, one time, the linebacker in the back row said, slow down. Slow down, coach, right? We're going to really slow down here. Skill number one, clarify content. Clarify content. We need to make sure we're accurately understanding what we think we're understanding. Yeah, because it's so easy to misunderstand each other in the context of a conversation. Yeah, we read between the lines, we make assumptions, we jump to conclusions, and uh, that can sometimes get us into trouble. Well, only recently I actually walked into your study. Do you remember this? We were yeah. getting ready to give a talk, and time had gotten away from us, and I wanted a little feedback on what I was going to wear. So I stood in front of his desk while he was all distracted, and finally got his attention. And I'm really focused on making sure I have what I need to. Yeah. You know, so I'm taste. working to get him to look up. Yeah. But I'm like, what do you think? How do I look? And, and she twirls around in front of my desk in this new dress. And I looked up and I said, fine with me. Fine with me. So you guys, what do you think I did? <laughs> I mean, instantly, I'm like, this is not working. And I had ran upstairs and I started changing. You didn't even notice. But you did notice when we were super late yeah. and I hadn't come down. And finally I'm back and he's like, where have you been? And why in the world did you change clothes? And I said, because you didn't like what I had on. And, and I said, what are you talking about? I said, it was fine with me. You're yeah. good. You're good. What I heard was kind of fine with me. It's your reputation. You wouldn't go out in public wearing that. Be my guest. And you did not mean that. But genuinely, his words conveyed that message. And of course, I didn't clarify. Right. So we need to clarify content. You know that for the words that we use in the English language, on average, the most frequently used words, on average, they have 3.5 different meanings. Yep. That means we've got to understand each other because there's too much room, too much margin for misunderstanding right. here. Let me illustrate this. Um, Here's a phrase. We're putting it on the screen for you. I just want you to decipher it. Just, in fact, if you're in a small group, read it out loud together. One, two, three, love. All right? And raise your hand if you just said love is now here. And raise your hand if you just said love is nowhere. All right? There's the optimists and pessimists in your small group. I guarantee you there might be a freak or two in the group that says love, I snow here. But you get the idea, right? There's so many ways to read a message, and the same thing is true in our relationship. Definitely. Me and my wife, Frankie, uh, probably have uh, two of the most opposite personalities uh, around that you could have. I'm more aggressive, and he's more laid back. Sometimes my husband don't listen to me, and it makes me mad. She asked me to do certain things, you know, I kind of go, I got my way of doing things. I think stuff out, kind of take my time, process it. But coming from her, you know, it's, it's with the way she wants things done, she wants it done right, and she wants it done now. I'm a little bit more stern, you know. I, I think when I tell you something one or two times, you know, you should get the point. Sometimes, you know, the way my wife talks, she talks real assertive. Sometimes I'll get a little offended, thinking, you know, why are you jumping down my throat? And we had some friends over to dinner one night. They wanted a peach cobbler. So I asked Terry to go run to the store and get the peaches and whatever I needed for the peach cobbler. So he comes back with everything but the peaches. that were very important. 
so, you know, it was almost like I did, you know, 99 things right. The one thing I didn't get right, that's what I got kind of blasted for. Sometimes, you know, your wife have, have a few issues, some conflicts with that, but when it's all said and done, you know, we still love each other. We're all on the one same team. Sometimes you can get hit by friendly fire. At the end of the day, even though we have our disagreements, I still know that he's a caring person, he loves me, he's a provider, and he's a protector. Okay, skill number two, a little bit more advanced, and that is to reflect feeling. Right, this is going a little deeper, right? Because yes. we clarify content, but reflecting feeling really is what makes your heart feel understood. It's what opens up a person's spirit, right. and of course that's what we want for a great conversation. Uh, how do you do this to reflect your whole? First of all, you need to understand, for every husband and wife, there is a river of emotions that flows so between true. them in every conversation. And if you're a skilled communicator, you have that capacity almost to kind of sift through all the verbiage, like you're panning for gold. You sift through all the verbiage to find that little golden nugget of an emotion. Hand it back to them and go, hey, is this it? Is this how you're feeling? Yeah. Yeah, you're the first person all day that really understands. You're the first person all week. Maybe the first person my entire life that really gets me. Because when we reflect feeling, we are, it's almost like handing somebody a gold bar. It is so... Rare. Yeah, that is the first moment that you feel totally known, totally understood, when someone lets you know they got what you felt by what you were saying. It's absolutely beautiful. By the way, if you're doing this as a technique, this as a strategy, that's a good way to learn it. But eventually, it has to really sink in the heart. Right? right, because you can get it wrong when you're reflecting your feeling, but if you genuinely care, that will not shut your spouse down. They will still feel understood. Yeah, you have to. From a genuine place, and so do this when your spouse is least expecting it, and you'll see the magic of what happens. All right, so let's try that this weekend. Come back next week and tell me how that works, okay? So here's some answers. Uh, we're going to move on, but that's the information. Uh, great to discuss with your spouse uh, over the weekend. Now, let me just share quickly, if you're like, hey, I like these videos, want to watch more of those, you just go to bellevue.org forward slash right now media, and that's where you sign up for free, and you can watch these um, as you go. I want to close with this, though, just a fun little technique you can use. This was introduced to us by Gary Smalley. Um, in the book, it's called DNA of Relationships. It's called The Love Talk. I want to share with you, you can use this in multiple ways uh, with your spouse. Back to if your spouse is happy or sad, you could use this. Use it to resolve conflict, gain more understanding of your spouse. Here's a great way to do it. So each one of these letters means something. L stands for listen. L stands for listen. And the concept would be that you just keep listening to your spouse, not trying to fix it or combat it. Just to listen until they fully understand that, that, that you, you've heard them, um, that they've been heard. Um, this is funny. The better listener you are, the better communicator you are. So if your spouse might tell somebody, hey, my husband's a great communicator. Like, what, does he talk all the time? No, he listens all the time. Um, that's a big deal. So the first one is just to listen. You want to share that you want to really show love and respect to listen to your spouse. The U stands for understand. Stands for understand. Um, and we best do this by repeating back what our spouse is saying to us. Um, you know, let me ask you a question. You might leave here tonight and run by a drive through on the way home. Uh, and when you do, you might pull up and they may say, hey, welcome to Taco Bell. What would you like? And you say whatever your order is. Well, what do they do? Once you tell them your order, what happens next at a drive-thru? They repeat it, and what comes up on the screen? 
your order, right? So why, why do they do? Why do they invest all that money in doing that? Why do they care? Why do they repeat it back to you? To get it right, right? To be accurate, to get it right, to make sure that, that you know they've heard you right. They're going to make the right meal for you. So similar with understanding, we just want to repeat back. Um, it's a great way to show value to your spouse is when he or she shares something with you, and you repeat it back, you say, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is this. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's why I'm reacting this way, or that's why I'm sad tonight, or excited tonight, or hurt, um, or whatever it might be. That's what's going on. That's what, oh, that's what you mean about what I'm with the boys today or the kids today. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and V stands for value. It's just the sense that the value is, is additionally shown uh, through questions and curiosity. You know, when you ask your spouse more questions about this, want to know more, that just shows you really care about them. You know, that you're, that you're not just being blown off or that type of thing. You really, they really want to know how I reacted this way or what I did. So, so I would encourage you, this love talk can be really, it's great for three different things. One, um, if your spouse is unusually excited about something, just sit them down and go, I just, you just seem excited. It's like you got some good news. Just, just tell me what, what happened today. What'd you, what, what's going on? And just listen to what they say. Repeat back what you heard. You just ask more questions. It shows you really value their, their career advancement or their job or whatever good news they got from their family, whatever it might be. The second way, again, is when your spouse is upset about something. You know, baby, you seem really upset. Why don't you, let's just sit down for a minute. Let's just, I'll put Bowie on what I'm doing. Let's just sit and talk. Tell me what happened. What's going on? And just listen. And then repeat back. So, so that happened at work today. When it happens, it really upsets you. And just you talk through it. And just ask more questions. And then the third, third way to use this is resolve conflict. If you guys have a blow-up or we, Susan and I have a blow-up in the kitchen, all right, time out. Let's just sit down. Apparently, I said something that really sets you off. What was it? What did I just do that just took us to World War III right there in the kitchen? Just listen and then repeat back. Okay, so when I, when I made that comment about how, what we're eating tonight, that really struck a nerve. And, and I just want to ask more questions about it, that type of thing. So just three ways you can use it. And all, all those are designed to help us all communicate better. Um, I believe that, that God can be glorified in how we communicate with each other. I believe that we can show respect. I think that you can show respect to your husband's how you communicate to him. I think we as husbands can show love to our wives and how we communicate with them. And anything on this on the self-assessment that you had to say false to, and there's a bunch I'd say false to, um, just something we can just pray through and say, Lord, uh, I had to answer in a way that's probably not most respectful to my husband or loving to my wife. Uh, help me in these areas. And I promise the Lord will he'll jump right in and help you. Um, all right, so next week, um, we're going to talk about enjoying life together. I'm going to bring some couples in. They're going to sit up here with us next week and share how they've enjoyed some hobbies together, some leisurely things to do together, how they built some time in amidst a busy home with a lot of kids, how do they do what they do um, to enjoy each other because life's meant to be enjoyed. It says that in Ecclesiastes. So we'll, we'll meet back here next week. Um, thanks so much for being here. I'm going to pray for us, and we'll head out. I'll be sticking around if you have any questions. You're welcome to stick around here. And again, right now, media... If either one of these videos you liked them, man, watch more. Uh, it'd be a great way to spend some time with your spouse. Well, Father, we praise your name. We thank you so much for marriage. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this group tonight and how open they were and how we had just to share ideas and thoughts and realities. And God, I pray that, that tonight if there's anyone that, um, boy, that, that just felt convicted over something that, that was said or an assessment, something like that, that God, that you would... Uh, just be gracious with them and that you would not allow the enemy to um, 
heap any false guilt, but rather, Lord, that you would just lovingly, Lord, uh, show them uh, how, how to come back to you in that area and how to really respect their husband or love their wife through it. So thank you, Lord, for tonight. I pray you've given each of us a safe drive home and some sweet rest. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.